the upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. Let's get it going right here, right now. This is New Generation Declassified, and you're listening to an all-new New Generation Declassified here exclusively on the beloved two-man power trip of wrestling podcasting empire. If you didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and every single week, I take a journey back in time with uh, some of my uh, great good friends, and we go back and talk about the old years of the WWF, the new generation, the mid-90s, 93 to 97-ish. Uh, and what a journey it is every single week as we look at some of the finer points and maybe not so finer points of the World Wrestling Federation's new generation era. This week, uh, no different kind of going back to the well uh, to what I did months and months ago, uh, looking at some of the Coliseum videos uh, that are out there for this new generation era. But tying it into something that I said last week and it kind of stuck with me. Uh, we're going to talk about what you can find on Peacock because a lot of times fans that watch or listen to uh, podcasts, uh, all they really do is have what's in front of them. They don't really go out of their way to still tape trade or quote, quote, DVD trade or whatever you want to call it now. File trade. Uh, I know there's a lot of people out there who are digitally still amassing the same stuff that we used to back in the day. Maybe it used to be called a tape trader or a DVD trader. Now it's a file sharer. Uh, but most people who don't have the ability to do that or don't have the wherewithal to do that, just go the traditional route. And yes, you can go to YouTube like crazy. You can find stuff there. You can go to Daily Motion. You can find a lot of stuff there. Uh, even sometimes on Facebook, you find the right Facebook account. You can find something there. But what we're going to stick to today is Peacock, the WWE uh, network. Now Peacock, a streaming service that has been met with a lot of criticism. A lot of people didn't like the uh, the censoring of some of the older topics, some of the older content. Uh, they also didn't like how it wasn't really uh, all in front of you in one shot, like maybe people thought it would be. Uh, but no, it's a gradual move from the full WWE network over to what we would now see as Peacock. But as we had learned uh, the last couple of weeks talking to our international friends here, that it's still the WWE Network abroad, and the only place it's really the Peacock is here in the States. So it's interesting to see they've still got the uh, WWE Network, which seems to be very well received across the globe. Uh, we have Peacock, which it's getting there. It's definitely uh, it's it's something that I think um, if you're like me, you know, and you have the access to it, you know, you know, you've got a nice little uh, gift on your hands if you are paying for it. You might not feel that you get your money's worth sometimes because uh, you're paying nine, ten dollars a month. I don't even know how much it is anymore, but whatever you're paying, you know, you might feel okay. I'm paying X amount of dollars, but I'm not really watching it now. For somebody like me, it's part of my cable package, and Peacock is an is a freebie with my uh, my cable package. And talking to uh, somebody else today, they feel the same way. They've got it through their cable package. They might not pay for it if it wasn't there. Uh, but it's all kind of up to your preference. And for me, this is great. Now, on the flip side of that, I don't really watch it a lot. The last time I, I pulled this up was for WrestleMania. I did a, uh, uh, 
uh, WrestleMania review with our buddy Rad Rob uh, for night two of WrestleMania this past year. So that was how I figured out that I could get Peacock actually having had subscribed to it to watch the WrestleMania and then realizing as I was canceling it that I was able to get it through Xfinity. And long story short, I now have the uh, the Peacock here in front of me, which is uh, l- quite lovely uh, to see that I have it here. But as I mentioned last week on the show, I have found a Twitter account that's a WWE on Peacock updater. And it's awesome. They really give you a great breakdown of stuff that's getting uploaded. And this is how I kind of got turned on to doing the Coliseum video episode here this week by watching this new Twitter account and following this WWE on Peacock Twitter account. And I will say this Twitter account is rather entertaining. They do things in a sort of more comedic tone, which I don't always love, but, you know, they seem enthusiastic about the, uh, the content itself. So I've been keeping an eye on it. And if you know me and you know anything that I've done, especially with this show or in any of my podcasts that I've done, I love Coliseum Video. I love it. And and I think the most regarded episode of this show is the Coliseum Video episode from months and months and months ago. I want to say maybe it was around Thanksgiving time. And uh, it it really is. It's a labor of love. And I swear, if I could have started a Coliseum Video podcast, I would because I am that enthusiastic about it. I just love the, uh, the the presentation they had. It was such a great uh, little incentive of being a fan during that time was to access the Coliseum videos and to have been a fly on the wall to create some of them. is just like, wow, can't imagine what we didn't get to see during the 90s. Uh, as I referenced a few weeks back to my interview with uh, uh, John when we interviewed Stephen Hecht of Coliseum Video, uh, who has since retired from the position we actually tracked him down with. Um we learned about the 80s. We learned about the, uh, the the launching of Coliseum Video and the pairing with the WWF and how it all came about. But he was out by the 90s. So during this time, during the new generation, where they were maybe trying to go back to basics a little bit, uh, the, maybe a guy like Stephen Heck who really had a, a great vision for what the home video market was, maybe they needed him because the little things that they did right in the 80s, you don't see done as much in the 90s. You see it on a, on a certain level, but not the grander level we saw it on during the 80s. But that also could be with what the home video boom was in, in the early to mid-1980s. And when Coliseum Video was launched in 1984, 1985, it was done because people were figuring out that this was the next wave of home entertainment. Being able to either purchase for a very large amount of money at the time, sometimes in the excess of, of 80 or $90 to purchase a video. But with the rise of tape rental stores going to your local video shack, or in my case, West Coast video, an easy video, a phaser video, and later on a blockbuster video, being able to go to these places and rent them for $2.99 and have it for five days or rent it if it was a new release, God forbid, a new release, maybe it's $4.99 and you only have it for one day, you know, and you got to watch it quick. But it was something about that time frame that between the 80s, maybe 1989-ish to, mm, eh, I don't know, maybe 92, where the Coliseum videos got a little lazy this era 
tried to pick it back up but didn't recapture what it did in, in the heyday, I would say, which is from 1985 to about 1989, where everything they churned out is a classic. I mean, just 100%. And I'm not just talking about the pay-per-views or the big match shows, you know, your big events or uh, the WrestleManias and the, the Royal Rumbles and SummerSlam Survivor Series. The actual superstar compilations were just as good or iconic as the actual pay-per-views that we remember from that time because maybe the content is what was driving it. And in 1990, 1991, they had good content. They were putting out a lot of house show matches, a lot of Madison Square Garden matches, some from the Maple Leaf Gardens up in Canada. But it, it kind of got a little stale, and maybe it was just a lack of, of creativity for some of the, uh, the match selections that were kind of bringing it down a little bit, you know, when they focused a lot more on the sketches and the skits in between a lot of comedy that, you know, it would, it, look, I love it. It's great for the time. Uh, who else doesn't want to see, uh, you know, party tips with the berserker or uh, how to, uh, you know, eat, uh, <laughs> you know, so, uh, uh, what do you call it? Classy with sensational Sherry and the Brooklyn brawler. Who doesn't want to watch stuff like that? but it just maybe spoiled it a little. And then by the time we get to the mid nineties, they didn't put as much effort into these tapes. And I ran through them the last time and kind of gave you an absolute rundown of every Coliseum video that was released in the, uh, the new generation era, but uh, just kind of like uh, cross referencing Peacock to like the official list of Coliseum video. And from what I have heard, they've all but three Coliseum videos right now on uh, Peacock. And uh, albeit I am not a Peacock aficionado, I just had to sign back in and pick my Roman Reigns avatar because uh, that's how I was able to get to the main uh, Peacock interface. And I'm looking at a big Roman Reigns face in the right corner. I don't really know how to search everything by like, you know, its specific name. So I'm kind of scrolling through the best of WWE home video. There's an 80s flashback tab that's not really going to be useful to us right here. Um, but there's also like, um, uh, you know, a classics tab. So I'm just kind of scrolling through as we're talking here and right off the bat, it's just a new generation, uh, smorgasbord of greatness. I mean, I see invasion of the body slammers. I see the razor Ramon compilation. I see the Bret Hart second compilation. I see the UK rampage 92, which technically came out in 1993. I see the diesel compilation which is something we've talked about before not really hitting you over the head with um i would say the best of diesel but it's something you see the uk rampage 93 the paul bearer hits from the crypt the global warfare this is some stuff that really it's straight straight out of that heyday of when they changed the packaging of the the coliseum videos to reflect more of a mid-90s flair. And that's something we have talked about. Remember, talked about the merchandise, talked about how it was very flashy, very uh, kind of beating you over the head with colors. They did the same thing with the Coliseum video uh, packaging where they kind of made a tearaway. They kind of made the Coliseum video like a raised uh, chrome silver like breakthrough on the cardboard with the Coliseum video logo poking out of it. And then whatever the, the title of the card was or the match uh, compilation was with a couple pictures, not really the, the cool designs that we saw, you know, Hulkamania four is Hulk Hogan. It's the most powerful force in the universe. So he's in the universe. He's in space and he's doing his Hulk Hogan pose. Here we've just got global warfare is just crush holding doink over his head in a body press or the hits from the crypt is uh, Luger with Jeff Jarrett in the torch rack. 
not really like an over the top uh, package effort, but nonetheless, something that is, if I see it, I know exactly what it is. Um, you know, smack them, whack them, the same thing. The silver chrome top of the WWF uh, logo, and then just a picture of Bret Hart dropping the elbow on uh, Shawn Michaels, not even showing you on the front. That's the tape that holds the Bret Hart title win on it. And that's like the key tape of this new generation era. If you have the new generation Coliseum video collection, you need smack and whack them because it's got the Bret Hart title win. It's buried on there. I don't know why it's not Bret Hart holding the belt as the picture on the, uh, on the, on the front of the, the video cassette, but they decided to go in a different direction. And uh, I would question that. Absolutely. But maybe that's also, like I said, it didn't have that same direction it had in the eighties where those little details were paid attention to, you know, it was something that got you to purchase it just based off of what you saw. This is just Bret Hart dropping an elbow on Shawn Michaels. If you didn't flip it over and see, I think it says, you know, in little uh, text, the night Bret Hart wins the gold. Um, I don't know. I want to see a picture of Bret holding that world title on the front of this tape. Uh, but we went through some of the cards the last time. And again, I'm just trying to cross-reference it here with Peacock to give you an idea of like what to search for. And, and I went by and I'll mention it again. Uh, the Diesel compilation is a very odd one. The Diesel compilation wasn't even a true Coliseum video release. It was released in association with Good Times Home Entertainment, which was more of a bargain-based uh, video cassette uh, distributor that at the tail end of Coliseum video 1995 ish distributed some I think they have a few in like 92 but 95 they really went on a big push and there you get your diesel tape a year later you get your sunny tape you get another Shawn Michaels and a Bret Hart and uh, a few other random ones you know match compilations raw hits was one that comes to mind but this big daddy cool diesel one I talked about it on that last episode this is the biggest swing and a miss of the Coliseum video era. How Diesel, who was the world champ for a year, didn't have a full two-hour VHS release dedicated to his victory, maybe give us the footage from Madison Square Garden, the promo the next night on Raw, or the, or the next Raw after the title win, and all the stuff leading to it, and then the big matches after it. How he did not get that is absolutely beyond me because... This video is uh, very, very condensed. It says runtime 55 minutes. I absolutely 100% don't believe that it's 55 minutes because that doesn't, does that include the previews at the beginning? You know, does it uh, include the, the little, um, you know, WWF uh, branding that they give you right there off the top? It's, it's not a slap in the face to Diesel or Kevin Nash. What it is, is it's just a swing and a miss. As the world champion, you need, have especially in this era something that identifies you to that viewing audience so that kid who goes into the video store doesn't pick up the Hulk Hogan tape that's been sitting on the shelf for five or six years they want to see the the world champion now they want to see Big Daddy cool the Bret Hart tape from 93 comes to mind it is off the charts perfect it, it doesn't have the uh the world title win from Smack 'em Whack 'em it's got some of his finer matches it's got a lot of his highlights uh, which I think they even throw an intercontinental title match on there, but I'm fine with that because they're always great when they're Brett matches. This diesel one is so forced. So, so forced. 
Uh, they give you the match at the Royal Rumble in 95 with Bret Hart, which wasn't a true victory for Diesel. So right off the bat, it's not something that I'm uh, I'm going out of my way uh, to watch. They give you a match on Raw with Jeff Jarrett, which, you know, it's a good match. It, it, it is what it is. Nothing uh, to write home about, but nothing terrible. Uh, they also give you... Um, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just laughing because I'm looking at Stan Lane talking to me as I'm uh, as I'm talking here. You get Diesel and King Kong Bundy, so you get a battle of the behemoths. You get Diesel and Owen Hart, but you, and you get the main event of WrestleMania 11 in Shawn Michaels and Diesel, but it's a condensed version of it. It's not the full match, so it's just one of those things where you get cheated because it's rushed. It's 55 something minutes. That's not what the world champion should get. He should be getting a full-blown two-hour video cassette retrospective. Here he is at the Royal Rumble. Here's some matches in between. Here's a promo. Here's him behind the scenes doing this. And then, okay, right, main event, give me the WrestleMania match with Shawn Michaels, and we'll we'll go home. But this is it's, – it's not even – Great quality. Uh, another thing about the Good Times home videos, they were used on a, on a less quality uh, video cassette, and you could drastically tell it. It really looks like it's a, a like second or third generation copy of the master because it's a little grainy, and that's not because it's old. It's not because it's from this era. It's just it was a, it was a lower quality production. They were about $14.99 if you went into Suncoast Video to buy at retail. You could, you would get rented if you wanted to, but you could find this in actual retail stores that nobody beats the whiz, or like I said, a Suncoast or a Sam Goody. You could go in and grab this for $14.95 or $19.95 and bring it home, and you're good. You're on the road but it just stinks. It's not worth it. You know, those other ones that were 59.95 were worth it, you know, and the one from uh, Bret Hart, I'm going to pull up the match listing for that. That's 1994. It comes out. It's a 93. So my apologies if I was uh, off by a year, but right on the front of it is the difference you see with him and diesel diesel. It's a close up on his face. The Bret Hart tape. It's Bret in the classic look with the glasses, with the, the, the shiny black hair the belt draped over his shoulder, a great entrance video to start it off. And it comes out hot an unseen match with Jerry Lawler uh, from a house show or a TV taping dark match, just a, an unbelievable thing that you want. You want to see a marquee match. You've never saw until you bought this tape with one of Brett's top rivals. And let's scan it. Let's see what else we got here. Oh yeah. Now I'm sure this one's things. Another Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels match with Diesel in the corner of Shawn Michaels. Uh, you also get highlights, uh, like I said, Intercontinental title. You get highlights of Mr. Perfect and Bret Hart um, from SummerSlam 91. You kind of see the evolution of the hitman. You see him in IRS. You see him and Adam Bomb. You see, uh, let me see, what's this one right here as I'm going through? Bret Hart and Quang. Come on, that's can't miss. You got to see Bret Hart and Quang. You also see King of the Ring 94, Bret Hart and Razor Ramon. And at this point, an untelevised steel cage match with the Coliseum video banner hanging in the background of Brett and Shawn Michaels closed out with WrestleMania 10, the main event. Brett defeats Yokozuna with the very dramatic and very uh, emotional uh, uh, Brett winning the title and the guys lifting him on his shoulder. What a moment to close on. And you get actually comments from Brett rather than Stan Lane doing a, a diesel stand up in front of a, uh, a green screen. It, it's uh, the little things that. Like I said, the Coliseum video executives might have paid a little more attention to in the 80s versus this era of the 90s. Now, let's look at the Razor Ramon uh, tape that they have on here, too. Now, the Razor Ramon one, kind of hard to find. 
uh, back in the 90s. This was not one that all your video stores carried. I remember uh, not seeing this until about two years later, uh, finding it in a, in a new uh, video store that I had uh, signed up to uh, and knowing it was out there, but just never having seen it in the actual uh, video stores. This one's hosted by Sweet Stan Lane, who was a staple of those Coliseum videos, and Gorilla Monsoon. And what do you got? You got Razor Ramon and Bam Bam Bigelow. You got Razor Ramon and Rick Martel from the Intercontinental Title Battle Royal. Another one that if I was going to say we're going to do a watch along of something, it's going to be of this match. This is one of my favorite Raw matches of all time. The Razor Ramon, Bret Hart, uh, excuse me, Razor Ramon, Rick Martel Intercontinental Title match. And this is not because uh, Rick Martel is a bucket list interview guest for me. He is just uh, probably one of the best workers that was ever in a World Wrestling Federation ring, maybe in a, in a wrestling ring. And uh, the match with Razor Ramon was a little random at the time, but it was a great match at that period and really made you kind of look at uh, Razor Ramon in a different way because it was so well done. And the whole build with the Battle Royal and, and them being at the end of it, it just perfectly, perfectly executed. Uh, just kind of scanning here. We also get Razor Ramon and Crush, Razor Ramon and Adam Bomb. Uh, oh, I could even forget the uh, ladder match with Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 10. You got uh, Royal Rumble 94, IRS and Razor Ramon. You got uh, Jeff Jarrett and Razor Ramon. This is before their Intercontinental title feud. And then to uh, close out the tape, a rare Razor Ramon and Yoko Zuna match where Yokozuna is the world champion. These were things that you did not get all the time on TV. You had to buy these videos. And again, it was really, let's we put this up against super tape two from 1990. It's a vast difference in the match presentation. And it's so well done that, uh, Oh man, I just, I wish that we, uh, I wish we could live in this time again and watch this stuff. Like it was brand new. How about this one? Let's pull up the undertaker. This is his compilation from 1994. Uh, this one is, oh no, this is the shorter one. This is another one of those good times releases. We're not going to review that one here. We're not going to look at that because it's not worth it. It's very short and it's, uh, there's a, a longer one. I think it's from 92. So that falls out of our jurisdiction. So we will not be covering, uh, that one. I want to pull up one of these random compilation tapes just to show you the difference in the, uh, the quality of not just a superstar based compilation, but an actual match compilation. And this was another one, one of the rarer tapes of that day, WrestleFest 1993, continuing the WrestleFest uh, branding the Coliseum video had in 88, in 90, 91, and 92. So here, I believe the final one in 1993, uh, giving us an iconic cover with the Big Boss Man uh oddly enough because he was on his way out at this point but he gets the cover also featuring a uh highlight of what we might be able to see on this tape with the repo man taking on one tito santana but on this compilation you get the wwf tag team champions ted dibiase and irs defeating the nasty boys crushed defeating papa shango the boss man and rick martell to a double dq that's worth one watching right there earthquake pins the repo man Shawn Michaels pins Virgil, another one. That's that's when you're going to go out of your way to watch. The Undertaker defeating the Berserker, Jim Duggan, and IRS, double countout, couldn't get a winner there. El Matador, Owen Hart, and Coco Beware defeating the Nasty Boys and the Repo Man. Wow, that's from July 1992, and this is one of the things that they used to do 
on these compilations. They'd squeeze in matches from about the year before and try to pass them off like it was a current product. But you would look at it and say, like, half these guys aren't on this uh, this roster anymore. And uh, it, no telling uh, more than Coco Beware, who was definitely gone by mid-93. Uh, but how about this to close it out? And this, again, this is why... I love these tapes. It's from the Manhattan Center. It's from the second Monday Night Raw. Mr. Perfect defeats Mr. Perfect defeats Ric Flair in a loser leaves town match. Uh, something that at the time, did we realize that he was going right back to WCW? Maybe, maybe not. But this is a one that you would buy this and say, okay, unless I watched it that night, I wasn't going to have it. And WrestleFest 93 was one of the rarer tapes that you couldn't really just go into any video store and get you'd have to find it and it's another one that i didn't get i want to say till the ebay era for me and it was always one that eluded me uh and actually as i'm thinking about it no there was a wrestlefest 94 talked about it in the matches you must go out of your way to watch the steiner brothers versus the hart brothers is on wrestlefest 94 uh that one was a little easier to get but that match itself is always on a list of some of the best wwf matches of all time the Hart brothers and the Steiner brothers. And I can absolutely agree with it. It's something that John Paz and myself always used to say. It was probably the best match of the Hart brothers as a team. And in that new generation era, it could be up there for the best match uh, that they had in that era in the WWF. It's just, it's, it's so well done. And WrestleFest 94 also has a really great Diesel and Bret Hart match that's not on any of the other compilations. It's only on WrestleFest. So that's another uh, really cool little side thing. But guys, this is on Peacock if you want to look for it. If you want to search it, you want to kind of get polished on your Coliseum video knowledge. All you got to do is look for the WWE home videos. And even though the Coliseum video logo isn't there and the WWF logo is replaced by a WWE logo... They made slight alterations to the uh, box art in some cases. In other cases, they didn't. But you can find all this stuff if you're like me and this was a part of your regular routine, a Friday night reward after school, a Saturday night, you know, hangout night with your buddies or, uh, you know, having friends stay over for the weekend. You ran to the video store. You got your Coliseum video. You got your Super Nintendo or your Sega Genesis game to play, and you called it a weekend. And just looking at the titles they have here, even going back into the 80s, which I know I don't like to do, but seeing Rowdy Roddy Piper's greatest hits, the Hulkster Hulk Hogan, which is the first Coliseum video that I had, these are the titles that get me like going as a fan and bring me back down memory lane in the good way. It's now on Peacock and whether you're not, you're a file sharer and you have these things already and this doesn't impress you for the more layman fan, the collector of, of things that they have at their fingertips, the collector of apps really go out of your way to get into your Peacock. If you have it uh, and check with your cable provider, you might have it. You, I didn't realize it until much, much later that I had Peacock at my fingertips. And actually, I don't know what I just clicked on here. But I've now opened up the entire uh, uh, A to Z library uh, that they have in the uh, the WWF uh, section here with the uh, the home videos. Uh, here's another Bret Hart greatest hits. Mean Gene looks back at the Hitman taking out Ric Flair, Lex Luger, Shawn Michaels. It's a two-hour tape, and it's not the same one that I mentioned before. So Bret had another one. I think Bret leads it next to Hogan with like four or five Coliseum videos, which is like, holy crap for that time in a short period of time from 92 
end of 92. I don't know. Let's say 93 to like 97. Bret Hart has four or five different Coliseum video releases. That was only rivaled to Hulk Hogan and WrestleMania with that many releases under one title. That's fascinating that they could uh, they could pull that off. But Bret Hart really has some uh, some some great content for this new generation era on the Peacock uh, app or like I have it through Xfinity. You got to check it out. You got to go out of your way to watch it and uh, walk back down memory lane with me. And hey, I implore you, throw me some show ideas for this. I just love sitting down and being able to see what I've got here in front of me. Uh, <laughs> and I'll give you one here that I'm going to close out because this is something that I talked about with the uh, the merchandising months and months ago. Uh, with my buddy uh, Chad from uh, Music City Toys in uh, Watertown, Tennessee. Shout out to Chad. Uh, we talked about how there were different versions of, of things, cards, magazines, programs. Uh, they also had different versions of Coliseum videos internationally. And here's one that I have found on the Peacock app in the interface. We're talking about the WWF's German greatest hits. That's right. Somewhere in Germany, they had a meeting, they got together, and they said, we need to have a Greatest Hits compilation somewhere from Coliseum Video in uh, 1994. And what should we put on it? Well, let's take a scroll and see what we've got here on WWF's German fan favorites. All right, hosted by Gorilla Monsoon, so it's already a plus in my eyes. Uh, we have the same Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Steel Cage match that I referenced a little bit earlier. We have Razor Ramon and Big Daddy Cool Diesel. So, okay, we haven't seen that one yet on any of the tapes. But, oh, it's actually the match. Diesel wins the Intercontinental Championship. So that's actually not on many uh, home videos either. So that's pretty cool that Germany uh, has added this to the, uh, to, to the mix. We got Lex Luger made in the USA uh, versus Double J Jeff Jarrett. We've got Tatanka and Crush in a lumberjack match uh, from Monday night raw. Was this a dark match? Was this actually on the show? I do not remember, uh, but that's pretty cool. Uh, you've got the undertaker and bam, bam Bigelow. They always work really well together. So that's very cool. You have the main event of WrestleMania 10 with Bret Hart and Yoko Zuna. You have the Quebecers or as Todd Pettengill would call them the Quebecers taking on the head shrinkers. Quebecers are the uh, tag team champions and then to close it out, you have Lex Luger taking on the one and only, and this is pretty cool because we haven't seen this. This is from Monday Night Raw against Big Daddy Cool Diesel as a heel. Diesel still with the mullet. I think this is actually very early on in Diesel's time as an actual wrestler and uh, in the WWF. And there's a run in there by Razor Ramon from what I remember to, uh, to end that match. But hell, Germany, you really stepped up big time and gave us a damn good uh, German fan favorites list. It says here in the official uh, listing, Gorilla Monsoon hosts another exciting lineup of in-ring action, including the home video classic of Shawn Michaels battling Bret Hart in a steel cage match and Bam Bam Bigelow taking on The Undertaker, among other matches. So, hey, I don't know what Germany did to uh, deserve a separate video cassette uh, titled German fan favorites. Uh, but you did great. That's a pretty damn good collection of, uh, of video uh, matches for this time period. And uh, maybe I would like to add German fan favorites to my, uh, <laughs> to my repertoire of uh, Coliseum videos that I've recollected over the years. And that's been something that I've really started to do. 
I love, uh, you know, the fact that in the, the boom of, uh, you know, this file sharing and uh, DVD burning, I sold all my Coliseum videos. I had a good run. I didn't have all of them, but I had a large amount of the Coliseum videos that I sold over time. I mean, I sold it to eBay. I sold it to private collectors. I sold them all over the place. I basically I probably had every single title at one point, uh, including some of the late uh, 97, very, very rare titles. But, you know, sometimes it, it, they take up a lot of space. And even though I do have a giant VHS collection here of sports tapes, uh, the Coliseum videos, I knew there was a lot of value to them. So I flipped them. But over time, have started to recollect them a little bit. I never got rid of my Heart Foundation tape, which is like the cornerstone. I've actually got it signed by Brett, Jimmy, and the Anvil. And I've uh, recollected a few other ones. And uh, I would love to add, add German fan favorites to my, uh, to my collection. So anybody got a lead? On a German fan favorites uh, copy, let your old buddy the Chadster uh, know. Uh, but definitely check out Peacock for sure. This is uh, this is really cool, and uh, I will look at some of these uh, after I stop recording. And as I put this file together, I'm going to throw something on. Let me see. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to watch, and maybe you can ask me how it was afterwards. Let's see. What should I watch while I put this file together? I don't want to watch German fan favorites. Oh no, that's ECW. We can't watch that. There is the Sunny tape. I definitely don't believe them. Oh, there's UK fan favorites, 1993. Spelled differently, though. Spelled differently. Uh, there's no U in uh, in favorites in the uh, United States. So let's see what UK fan favorites has to offer. Mean Gene Okerlund. Bobby the Brain Heenan. So there's a plus. Hosts an exciting lineup of action requested by WWE fans from the United Kingdom. This collection of memorable matches includes The Undertaker facing Bam Bam Bigelow again and Papa Shango taking on Tatanka. Damn, a two-hour and 20-minute runtime on UK fan favorites. Definitely the PAL uh, video cassettes that might have held a little bit more than our US uh, VHS uh, counterpart. Let's just get what we got here. Bret Hart, and I believe that is Fatu, uh, Mr. Perfect, and Terry Taylor. That's a weird one. Undertaker and Bam Bam. We've got Giant Gonzalez coming out at the end of that. Oh, Tito and Rick Martel, a battle of strike force. In 1993, we've got Shawn Michaels and Hacksaw from Monday Night Raw. We've got Virgil and the Berserker. Yikes. We've got the Macho Man taking on Ric Flair. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's a stinker. The Narcissist taking on El Matador, pulling double duty on this one. We've got uh, Papa Shango and Tatanka. We've got the Mountie and the Undertaker. What did I tell you? They pull show. They pull matches from the year before when guys are no longer in those uh, characters. We got the Repo Man and the Macho Man calling back to last week's episode with Dean, where this was the answer to a trivia question in the match. At the end of this is another Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels contest. Uh, sensational Sherry at ringside. I will be watching this while I mix this show and put it up for you folks to listen to. This is going to be a great end of my uh, evening here and uh, appreciate you hanging around with me. Let's see what we got up our sleeves next. We might be going down the watch along route with the next guest. I'm not sure yet. Uh, I'm gearing up for McMemphis as I talked about for probably a year. And uh, yeah, there's some really cool stuff we've got coming down the line and I'm very excited for everybody who likes to listen to this show to uh, hear what we've got. And I appreciate everybody 
who does check out New Generation Declassified, especially if it's just me babbling in the microphone for a good 35 minutes or so. So with that being said, let's get to the old pluggeroonies. If you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Chad EMB. My website is ibexclusives.com. You can get the perfectly rated T-shirt on that site. The third pressing is now available, so I've got some fresh shirts, and they are ready to go. So please check out ibexclusives.com for that perfectly rated shirt, as well as all my other cool autograph signings that I've got coming up uh, in the next few months. Got a lot of wrestling coming up, so please check it out if you collect wrestling autographs. Uh, TMPT Empire is this website. Get all the podcasts under the TMPT umbrella, including the brand, the Vince Russo brand and the franchise, Shane Douglas, the Triple Threat Podcast, myself, John Paz, and Shane every single week doing it the franchise's way, which, of course, is no strings attached, no rules, and 100% unedited franchise. And finally, uh, the Queen of Extreme Francine, eyes up here on Patreon and the Creative Control Network. It's patreon.com slash Francine Podcast. Uh, come over and check us out and appreciate everybody for listening to me this week. So we'll see uh, what we've got going on in the new generation uh, declassified kitchen and see what we're brewing up. And we will serve it to you hot or cold next week. So for nobody but myself, this is your old buddy, the Chadster. We will catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening to the two-man power trip of wrestling. What the world is downloading.